You're listening to the Prime Podcast, the Young Adult Culture of Abundant Living Faith Center, with Cruz Ramirez and Mark McGaffin. Hey, my people, Prime people, we want to welcome you out to the very first Prime Podcast. For lack of a better term, this is going to be like our weekly get-together. For right real. here in your car, your work, on Absolutely. the way to school. Absolutely. And uh, well, maybe, maybe you're on the treadmill right now trying to stick to your New Year's goals. Hey, hit them goals. I mean... Everyone's on it right now, right? Everyone's got the new workout plan. Everyone is meal prepping. Yeah. yeah. Everyone got a gym membership. You pay the $9 at Planet Fitness, got the black card, all of it. Yep. And you you already messed up. (laughs) Yeah, I already failed. You didn't fail. You didn't fail. Here's what I'll say. I, in 2019, I had a really big goal. (laughs) What was your big goal, man? I mean, I'm I'm just going to tell it with you, no one else. Okay. One of my biggest goals, I was like, you know what? It's time for me to learn some freaking Spanish. Like okay. I need to. And Talk so to Spanish. Say, say it to me. As far as I got was at the taco truck, <laughs> my freaking order is legit. 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 Solid. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Solid. And that's about it. I mean, I failed. If we're just talking, me and you, um, this is almost comical. I thought for about 11 minutes at the beginning of 2019 that I was going to go uh, plant-based. <laughs> this is a true story, Mark. Yeah, no, I'm not serious. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> this I'm is with a, you. I'm supporting you, dude. So I did. I did the. Uh, it was more than 11 minutes. So at the beginning of the year, me and my, me and Diana, not me and my family, that'd be mean to make yeah. my daughters go torturing on a fast, your kids, man. Right? <laughs> torturing them. Um, that's a whole another story for another day. I grew up having to fast. No, getting to fast with my parents yes, every Sunday, yes. every Sunday, right? Anyway, whatever. Um, so we do this. We do this fast at the beginning of the year. Um, where we, hey, by the way, if you're listening to this, uh, we have 21 days of prayer coming yeah. up at our church. Yep. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Yep. Um, but me, me and Diana do this 21, we've been doing it for years. We do this 21 days of, of prayer, of fasting. Uh, really, to be honest with you, Mark, um, all jokes aside, really just kind of like getting after God. Yeah, that's you know? good. Um, and I don't mean get after God like we're trying to catch him, right? Because God's already with us, right? right? But really getting, getting some clarity, right? Yeah. Um, putting us putting ourselves in a place where we can hear his voice clearly. Yeah. And the chase res- is good, man. Yeah, man. And respond to, respond to him, yeah. you know, with no obstructions, no barriers. Yeah. Blase, blase. Right? Anyway, um, so we come towards the end of the 21 days of, of fasting. Now, the, the fast that we did is called the Daniel fast. And so we went meatless. It was totally plant-based, right? Uh, plant-based, no flours, no refined sugar, natural occurring sugar, all of wow. that great. Um, and I was feeling um, incredible, bro, like for real. And um, legit for about two or three days after the fast, I was like, gung-ho, I'm going vegan. I'm going vegan. Oh my gosh, I'm going man. vegan. I'm going plant-based. Wow. Um, that lasted until about probably spring break. No way. Yeah, for real. I, I pulled it off in, in February and then I was just missing a steak, man. I just, yeah. I just, I was just. You live in Texas, bro. Bro. Like. That's part of the religion. Wow. Of, of being part of the Texas. Like. That's huge. You eat. That's how you, that's how you keep your your driver's license in Texas. You, you have to, you have to go to Whataburger and Cattleman's. That's oh, what it's all come about. come on somebody. Um, and this is what I'll say about New Year's goals, resolutions. Here's the two things I think are important is if you have a New Year's goal, you need to have a process on how you're going to get there. Absolutely. And I, for me, what's always been the biggest thing is focus is huge. It's keeping focused, whether you, you have a, I don't know, a calendar, it's in your, you have reminders on your phone, totally. whether that's to eat right, get in the gym, learn Spanish, go vegan, whatever it's going to be. Don't buy meat. That's what <laughs> yeah. was pretty much Go out it. of the meat aisle. Cruz, don't buy meat. <laughs> don't buy meat, yeah. Cruz. Yeah. And uh, no, I agree with you, man. I think that, I think that, 
um, you don't, you know, plan to, you know, you don't plan to fail. You fail the plan, right? Yeah, I love right, what you right. said, man. Um, you've always got to, um, I think Stephen Furtick said this, right? Uh, but he said, I think the statement is you dream big, but you start small, right? Right. Small steps, small tweaks, small action plans, yeah. you know, stuff that you're going to do on a daily that'll, yeah. that'll lead you at, you know, hope, you know, uh, hopefully at the end of 2020, yeah. we'll be having a different story. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll be doing a, a podcast in Espanol. Yeah, y'all get ready for that. It's going to go off. Marcos. Big is small. Let's Marco. do it. <laughs> Let's Marco. go for it. Hey. 2021, it's about to go off. 100%. And we'll have a few listeners. It will be something so, so powerful. I, I, think, you're, I think you're right. And, um, you know, we just, last week, we had our very first culture night. We had the first service at Abundant of the new year which is pretty cool if you think about it. And we went to Epic Rail Yard. Man. What a crazy night, Man. right? Like Man. the whole team, the message, the worship. Man. So powerful. And just in a few moments, I mean, because today we're going to jump into really part two of that that talk. We're going to yeah. do a whole series of talks yeah. on Be About It. So today you're listening to part two. But before we get into that, could you give the people, maybe they weren't a chance to be there. We're going to release that content at a later time. Absolutely. But would you give the people that weren't there just a snapshot just so we can catch them up for so sure. that today will make yeah, sense for, for sure. them? Well, first of all, everyone who was there, thank you for rocking, man. Right. I know I know it was um, at the beginning of the year. I know it was like the day after New Year's Day, January 2nd. Um, I just want to say thank you for being there. I think there's just something so special about pressing to be to be in the gathering of God, to be uh, with the people of God. You're always in God's presence, but there's just something special about being together in God's presence. And really, Mark, that's what that's what we're we're talking about this month, man. Um, is being about it, not just talking about it. It's good, right? Like the the, the whole the whole perspective that we came out of uh, was there were several scriptures, right? Um, but you know, one, one of the, one of the scriptures that I really loved, the Apostle Paul. Uh, shares with us in, in second Corinthians nine, he said, look, man, God called me to impact people. God called me to be a part of people groups. And, you know, I found my bearings in Jesus Christ. Yeah. I discovered who I was and I lived from where I was not trying to figure out who I am defined by where I'm living. Right. right. Um, but at the end of his whole statement, he says this, because at the end of it all, I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. Right. And so what we did was we just put a, we, we put a, 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 a today's language spin on it, right? And right. essentially it's like, don't talk about it, be about it. I think a lot of us talk about, man, I'm a spiritual person. Man, I love Jesus. I, Well, actually, no. I think we talk about, man, Jesus really loves me. There we go. Yeah. Right? I think, man, that's, I think that's the point right there, right? Right, you know? Uh, you know, man, Jesus really loves me and I really like going to that church yeah. and et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, but we, what we want to do, man, is at the beginning of this year so that we can start strong and finish strong, man, um, is not just talk about it, right? We want to be about it. Um, and so what we focused on, you know, really was just core identity, right? Who are you already, right? You're a human being, right? So what is your being, right? When you, when we think about be about it, there is a being to you. There's something, someone that you already are today. The rest of you develops, right? There's, there's a, there's a growth arc to all of us. There's a development track to all of us, but you already be, right. you know what I'm saying? Um, and so what we did was we talked about really who you already be in Christ, right? Paul says this in, in uh, Second Corinthians 5, 17, he says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. 
all the old life is gone, the new life has begun, right? And so there's a B that, that when you encounter Jesus, there is a B that comes into your life. And I believe this, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you can be about what Jesus called you to be about, right? And so at the bottom line of it all, the big idea at Culture Night was this, that you are called not to do, you're called to be. Um, and what you're called to be is a child of God. Yeah. At the end, at the end of it all, at the most fundamental, your your core identity, the moment you've said, I I believe in Jesus Christ, I've opened my heart to him, mm-hmm. right? Your being now changes. We call that the new nature, right. the new creation, right? Um, your being changes and you go from being far to being close, from being outside to being inside, from being an orphan to being a son and a daughter, right? And so this whole, this whole month, all of our content, all of our conversations, and really I hope as you're listening to this, um, your talks with God, your talks with your friends, your talks with yourself, right? That, that this would bring some focus onto who you already be, yeah. right? Because the question is like, what are you going to do, right? We get that question a lot. And I talked about that on that Thursday night, man, that, that you get that question so much. From day one, you get that question, right? You get that question, like I, as a dad right now, Mark, like I'll see my girls do something that, um, like let's just say like, so so I have I have two daughters and one of my daughters is super tidy. The little one is not. Right. She's a, she's a hot mess sometimes. Little Bailey. Right. She's going to love me for calling her name out. Um, and so like there, there are times where I'll walk by her room and I have to remind myself I don't have a messy child. I just have a child that I love who has a messy room. Right. Um, and I hope you hear my heart on, on, on what that is. Right. Because a lot of times we'll look at our life and be like, man, I'm a messy person. I have a messy life. No, you just got some messy situations, but you you're a child. You're you're a son. You're a daughter. Right. And so I'll tell Bailey, Bailey, what are you going to do about it? You see what I'm saying? And so I think we get bombarded with that question from day one. What are you going to do about it? But if you remember, like maybe getting into altercations, right? And, and someone pushing you or someone trying to, trying to you know, um, push your buttons or whatever. And they're just saying, what are you going to do about it? Right? Um, when you get to high school and, and maybe sophomore, junior year, and it's like, hey, what are you going to do in college? What are you going to do about it? When you get to college, right? You're trying to figure out your whole college career. What am I going to do with my life? You graduate college and now it's like, hey, I'm glad you know your family consistently keeps asking you like, okay, you graduated college. What are you going to do now? You know, what are you going to do about being married? What are you going to do about your house? What are you going to do about your money? What are you going to do about your future? And it's always, what are you going to do? And I think we ought to just hit pause on the doing and really, really galvanize in our thinking, right? And that's what I want you to do as you're listening to this, that I want you to, I want you to take a moment to stop stressing and stop being full of anxiety over what you're not doing or maybe what you're doing that you shouldn't be doing and just come and, and I, I want you to find center, right? I want you to find foundation. I want you to find rest and quiet in that your being is the most important. That's who you, that, that, that is the most important question. And what are you going to be? Who, who do you believe you already are being? Because your being should drive your doing, right? Man, I was just going to say that. I think that, that we, um, we get so worried about doing and then we start talking about it and we're never about it. Absolutely. But when if you focus on who you are, it will drive what you do. Absolutely. I think it's so, so true. And the next big piece to this that we have to really pay attention to is we have to be about belonging. Absolutely. I mean, you and I, you and I have had great conversations about, about identity, about belonging, man. And, um, I think at the core of it, this, this whole move of faith that God brings into our life, when Jesus brings grace to us, um, grace isn't about, 
allowing you to continue in the course of life that you're in. Right. Grace actually allows us to become more than we ever were. Right. And we ever thought we could be. Yeah. Right. The scriptures in, in the book of the book of Titus says that grace allows us to live a more God centered life. Um, it's huge. One hundred percent. Right. Yeah. And so when grace enters your life, the moment you said, Jesus, I trust you. The moment you said, Jesus, I believe in you. The moment you said, Jesus, I believe that you are more than enough to change my life, to, to save me and to secure my being. Um, immediately the scripture says this, that you now come into a family. Right. Wow. And so at the core of it, it's that the core of our of our faith, Mark, isn't that the son of God died mm -hmm. on the cross so that we could believe in the son of God dying on the cross. That's yeah. not the core of our message. Yeah. The core of our message is that the son of God died on the cross so that he could rescue orphans who should be the sons and daughters of God. Right. Right. And so um, the 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 the. The whole point to the Christ event is belonging. Yeah. He came to redeem. Yeah. That word redeem essentially means to buy back. Yeah. Right? We 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 had illegitimate owners. Illegitimate illegitimate things owned our lives, dude. Right. Right? I mean, when, sure. when when we look at the course of our lives right now, there's a reason why certain places and certain people, certain activities, certain patterns, certain ways of thinking that we all belong to. Cause I'm going to lump myself in there, dude. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like we don't feel like who we should feel like we should be, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Because it's illegitimate ownership. We're in the wrong hands of the, and in, in, in the yeah, wrong. We owner. all belong to something, Absolutely. belong to someone, Absolutely. an opinion, a, a past event. Ah, we, we all belong to something. Yeah, right. For sure. And so, and so what, what, Christ does at the cross for us and in, in at the cross and in his resurrection, yeah. what he does for us, man. And let me just, let me just take a moment to pastor you as you're listening to this real quick. There are going to be times where you hear me or you hear um, some of our other pastors say the finished work of Jesus. Uh, I want you to understand what that means. The finished work of Jesus is this, that the son of God denied himself of divine privilege, stepped off his heavenly throne became obedient and humbled himself, became a servant in the form of a man. He lived on earth for 32 and a half years, died a sinner's death, was crucified, hung on a cross for my sins, for your sins, for our sins, died, went into wherever the neither regions are for three days, rose again, resurrected on Resurrection Sunday, man. Right. And the scriptures say that he has all power in his hands, the power of death, of hell, of sin and of the grave. Yeah. And so all things, all the things that used to have ownership over us, the things that we belong to, yeah. death owned us, yeah. sin yeah. owned us, hell owned us, yeah. the grave owned us. Now they no longer own us. And so that whole process in his life, his death and his resurrection, we call that the finished work. Okay. And so through Jesus's finished work, I'm snatched out of the, the owner who was trying to claim me and I'm redeemed. I'm bought back to the original owner who is supposed to own my life. And so, you know, for every single one of us who has made Jesus the Lord of our lives, you're now redeemed into a new belonging. You're redeemed into a new family. Ephesians says we were once foreigners yeah. and outsiders. There's a word, Mark, and I said it, 
I use this word a lot on, on at culture night. Um, well, I didn't use it a lot, but I, I really focused on it. The word is orphan, yeah. right? Um, the, the, so many of us were living orphaned lives, yeah. you know, because for some reason or another, there was just, we weren't loved the right way. We didn't have the right belonging. We didn't have the right elements in our lives. And one of the, one of the images that I drew or one of the elements that I brought into, into the, into the talk, um, at culture night was with infants when they're newborn, they need to be held by their real mother. They need to be held by their real parents and children who aren't held well have this, this syndrome and it's called failure to thrive because they don't, they don't build the correct bonds. Right. And so they'll get adopted, but they'll still live as orphans because their spirit has holes in it that the right bonds, the right belonging, the right holding, the right love, the right attention, you know, um, was never given to them. And so for some of us, maybe, maybe that's not a, that's not the context for you in your family context, but man, maybe it is in, in your emotional context, um, in, in other relationships and in just how you personally see yourself, there may have been a failure to thrive because either you weren't held the right way or loved the right way, or you just weren't held or loved at all. And you belonged to the wrong things. Does that make sense? I think that we have a, an idea that as we're coming up through youth ministry and now we're young adults, and it's this whole idea that like we we don't really belong to this until we have it all together. Yeah, I don't really belong to to church. I don't really belong in this world. I don't really belong in this community until I fill in the blank, whatever it is. I think it's really important for us to know that that's not the model that Jesus portrayed for us in Scripture. At all. Ever. He never did. No matter where you're at, you belong long before you have it all figured out. You Absolutely. belong long before you even believe. And I think here at church and us as a culture, we have to be very careful and do better. Yeah. At yeah. saying you come in. We want to be radically inclusive. Everyone Absolutely. that walks through our doors. Absolutely. Everyone we meet, you Absolutely, belong Mark. in this. You are a part of this. 100%. We want you in the family. Like, Mark, I love what you said that you don't have to believe to belong. I firmly believe that that's God's heart for us. Absolutely. Right. Like, like I belong to God way before I even knew how to believe in him. Right. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even now, man, I'm grateful that my belonging doesn't necessarily de- depend on the, the 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 development of my believing. Because, I, Shoot, now, dude, yeah. I'm a professional Christian. I've been I've been a professional Pro. Christian for 12 years, yeah. right? And there are still moments in my life right now where I'm like, man, I'm not sure about my believing right now. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I don't know that we'll ever have our believing perfect. Now we can believe in the perfect one. I keep coming back to Jesus and His right. finished work, man, because everything that everything that we're talking about in January should point us to Jesus, his work, his, his, his work at the cross and the power of his resurrection, because all of that gives us belonging. If, if that, if, if Jesus doesn't rise again and I, man, I just feel like a kick on the resurrection, bro. Right. But like, if he doesn't rise again, everything I do that to quote unquote belong is, is for nothing. Right. Right. But it's the fact that he died in my place with me in mind. Right. And here's the big idea, bro. To me, when you're talking about belonging, 
before believing. The scripture says this in Romans chapter eight, that we have not received the spirit of bondage again to sin and fear, right? Where I'm bound, that word bound literally means to belong to. I'm bound to something, right? Now, now being bound is also like in being in bondage, right? Um, Being tied up, having handcuffs on, being stuck, being trapped. But when I'm bound to something, that means my, my spirit, my life, everything that I am is attached to it. And the scripture says that we have not been given the spirit of bondage or being bound to something that brings sin and fear again, but we receive the spirit of adoption, right? And so he always makes the first move. He always has active cause, man. Like, I love that about God. Like, I don't find God, man. He found me. You see what I'm saying? Um, And so for me, in receiving the spirit of adoption, the reason I can call him father is because he chose me first right? He looked at my life and he said, I want you now. Um, and I hope I'm not talking too fast. Right. But like, man, the whole thought of adoption and, 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 and I spent a little bit of time with this at, on this at culture night is not so much that God felt pitiful for us, that God was like, Oh man, you poor, poor soul. No one wants you. No one loves you. Well, I guess I'll take you. Right. The word adoption literally means the children taking rightful place. That's what it means, man, so right? And so he, when he looks at us and, he's, and, and he draws us with the opportunity to belong, what he's saying is, hey, listen, my arms are open to you and I wanna give you the opportunity to take your rightful place. Now we're gonna talk about belonging to the right people groups, belonging to the right influences, belonging to, belonging to the right patterns, but at your very core, Okay, because there's one thing that I believe that should not ever change in the life of a believer of a of a believer, yeah. and that should be belonging to the Father. No, I think that's huge. Right, belonging to the family of God. That's that's the name of the game, right? I think you have to belong there first. One hundred percent. I think for some of us, it's you feel like your whole your whole life is out of whack. It's really it's not that you have to totally remove everything from your life. You have to get things back where they're supposed to be. Absolutely. At. So so you want to keep your relationship with Christ at center. It has to be at one. Absolutely. But I think at a, I think right at two, it's the people that you're you're around. Absolutely. It's who you run with. It matters. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if, I, I mean, I'm sure we both had something like where it's mattered in the wrong way. <laughs> you know Bro, I mean? I'll tell you what, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm so grateful that I grew up in a, in a generation where there was no social media and you oh, couldn't see, God, you yeah. couldn't see who my friends were. Oh my gosh. Right. You can see who my followers were. Yeah. Um, Cause my God, man, if I, if, 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 if I lived in, in Instagram, in an Instagram era, I would have been tagged in all the wrong places. I, I would, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I would have showed uh, up. Mom, don't look at Instagram. Bro, I, would, <laughs> I would have showed up yeah. in all the wrong stories. Yeah. Oh my god! Do you know what I'm saying, yeah. bro? Like, like all bad, dude. Because we have this idea that hey, we're just friends. Because there's a difference between we're just friends and these are the homies, right? Right? Like there are some stories I don't ever want told, right? With people who I was just friends with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you. you know what I'm saying. Got you. Yeah, and and the truth is, I I allowed myself to become friends there because I didn't I didn't belong to them. I belonged to my des- I I was a I was bound to desires. Yeah, sure. I was bound to impulse. Yeah. I was bound to a craving that I should have never had. Yeah. Like I was looking for belonging at the bottom of a bottle, right. at the end of a joint, right. in 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 the club at two thirty a.m. Yeah. and let's just be honest. There were moments where it's like, well, I don't know that this is where I'm supposed to belong, but it'll do for tonight. And it'll do for the weekend and it'll do for now. And I think there's a lot of us, maybe, maybe your story isn't as extreme, is as extreme as mine. Right. But the truth is right now, there's even some thoughts that are occurring to you where it's like, wow, man, 
Like I'm there because it's available and I'm there because it's around. I'm there because it's close to me. I'm there because this is all I know. I'm familiar with it. But in your heart, there's this thing. There's this in your spirit. I believe it's a Holy Spirit of God nudging you and talking to you saying like, this isn't where you belong. I think for some of us, there may be this tension as you're listening to this saying, you know, like you're there now, but you don't belong there. Sure. You know, John talks about it. He says like, you're in it, but you're not of it. Yeah, I think that as I mean, you know, you hear some of your story. Maybe you're listening right now, and you're you're doing your thing on the the bike right now, and you're like, "Wow, Pastor Cruz, like his story is like right. that's that's like extreme." I don't got a story like that, but I think that's important that we all understand that when when it's you, it always feels extreme. Yeah, it always does. On, man, and then you find yourself in life. I mean, a year from now, six months, saying, "Well, how did I get to this place I'm at with?" with the, the mindsets I have, with these new opinions, like, like with these feelings, with these attitudes, I never thought I would get to where I'm at right now. What the heck happened? And I think it's really important that you look at the closest people to your life because in relationships and friendships, there's no such thing as, as something being passive. It's yeah. always moving one direction or it's moving another. I love that. And so if you might have some people that you love a lot, but they're too close to you. And they're having an effect on way too much about your life. And I don't think it's necessarily that it's time for you to remove them out of your life unless you need to. Yeah. But maybe it's just, hey, they were at one. I need to bring them back to three. Absolutely. Move them back in the line because Mark. now I find myself at a place where like I don't worship the same. I don't pray the same. I don't feel like I belong the same. I feel like now I felt like I was in. Now I feel like I'm out. Wow. And I think it's important that because it's all about belonging. But we have to put ourselves in a position to continually belong. You Belonging's not like a one-time event. Belonging is a daily choice every day. Because if you're going to get upset every time something doesn't go your way, uh, the thing doesn't happen the way you want it to, you have to make the choice. And I think it's down to personal choices, but also our relationships. They have a huge, huge impact. I mean, we can accomplish more when we are together. Encouragement is better together. Yeah. Because you can't find encouragement unless you belong to something. Absolutely. Then you're you're then you're living Absolutely. a life of isolation, which is Absolutely. so dangerous, not just to you personally, but to your, your walk with Christ. It is so dangerous. And God never intended you to live life alone. Belonging is important. But then last but not least, drawing near to God is so much better together. I mean, come on, you were at culture night, you know, right? I love that you said it that way, man. That Jesus Jesus said, like, we're two or three. Right. Right? He could have said we're you and I are right right but but he took a moment to say where two or three are gathered in my name i'm there with them but there's something special that happens when we come together no scripture says that they that wait on the lord they Mm. that wait on the lord he'll renew their strength maybe you feel like you just been so weak through the holidays and you're trying to kick your new year's off you don't feel the same you got to get with your they you got to get, get with your, with your they. they. Put that on a shirt. You got to get with your, get they. With your they. Who are your they? Yeah. Right? Like, wow. That's, to me, that's a big, big deal. It's huge. Right? I got to go and I got to analyze and evaluate my they. It's huge. Well, you know, I would, but they. Right. I should, but, but they. they. Yeah. And you know, the truth is, man, most people, most of us, um, I mean, I'm going to throw myself in there, man, because I live patterns like this and I, every once in a while I still kind of do. Um, but a lot of times there's this, there's this thing called codependence. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, I'm right there. And, yeah. and I'll justify things in my life because of my day. Yeah. Um, I'll, you know, I've read, I've read store, I've read statistics and I've read, you know, just, just articles on how a lot of times, 
people who are trying to who are trying to overcome destructive patterns, right. addictive patterns, addiction and stuff and like that in their life, many times they go back and they relapse, not so much because of chemical addiction, but because of social addiction. That's so huge. You know? Yeah, huge. Um, and the truth is that your circle will absolutely define your life. And it, gr growing up, one of the statements that my parents would consistently drive to us was, tell me who you're with and I'm going to tell you who you are. Yeah. You yeah, know? show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Abs that's so good right there. You know, I think I think as, as we're, we're talking about are they and our circles and all that, um, I think one of the things that that that, that I really want to just kind of like give you as, as some handles. Now, here, here's, here's the truth. It really is fundamental and it really does come down to it to a core decision. Right. I love what you said a few minutes ago where you said there's no neutral. There are no passive relationships. There's you either go forward or fall back. God said it this way. I give you the choice, life or death, right? right? Like it, to me, it's preposterous that God gives us a choice, but we do, right? Yeah. And then he actually helps you cheat on the first, uh, you know, multiple <laughs> yeah. choice test yeah. ever, right? Hey bro, uh, <laughs> choose like, life. And he says, no, for real, right? He says, choose life yeah. so that it'll go well with you and I can bless you. God won't bless my stupid. Yeah. Like for real, he won't, man. Like yeah. now he'll show mercy yeah. and he'll do his best to protect me. But when I'm bent, yeah. on making the choices to belong to things that drive me from him and push me towards death. Yeah. He can't bless me, bro. Yeah, you get God's results. When you do it God's way. way. Come, Come on, on, man. You know? And so yeah. um, to, to me, as, as you're checking your they, I want you to check your circle too. Circles. I want you to check your circle. Who have you allowed in your circle? Your radius right now, right? Like, like wherever you look in your life, here, here's a thought that is just popping into my brain right now, Mark. But like when I'm, when I'm thinking about me standing at the center of my life with Jesus, cause Jesus should be at the center of our life. Right. Yeah. Um, and you just, you look, you do a 360 degree view of your life and arm's length, right? 360 degree, you're going to draw a circle. So who do you have right now? This is what your circle is. Who do you have right now at your arm's length that you can reach out right now and touch them? You can reach out right now and touch it. It's people, places, and things, right? That, that that's the construct of our circles. I just defined a noun. I know that's the circle, right? And that's either pushing your life forward or making your life fall right. back. That's either allowing you to have moments where God is saying, man, I'm going to bless you and it's going to go well with you. No. Or when you choose differently, it's like, man, I cannot bless that stupid. I cannot bless those decisions. Yeah. What does your circle look like? Right. And so I don't, I don't want to just talk about what you shouldn't be doing, but I really want to arm you with what you should be doing and what yeah. you should be looking for. Right. Yeah. Um, to me, the circle and the people that the people places and the things that should be at your arm's length are the things that would command God's blessing on your life. Right. And so as you're it's checking great. your circle, the yeah. question I want you to ask yourself today, man, like as you're listening to this right now, I want you to ask your question. The question, this is, is this going to allow it to go well with me? Yeah. Right. I, like that's, that's, that's like new King James version of saying like, I just want life to be good. Right. Like is, is, this thing right now that I can touch, I can call and touch it right now. I can call and have it available to me right, right. now. I can call and they'll listen to me right now. Right. It's either life or death, yeah. right? Is it is it going to command God's blessing on your life? Yeah. Does it is it conducive? Does it put you in places where you walk away saying, "Man, my life is moving forward yeah. because of this." Man, this conversation I just had with this individual, with this group of friends, this night out, right? Because I'm not against night, nights out. Right. I'm against nights out that will take your life away. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, but like this night out really added 
to my life. It really pushed my life forward. I'm going to look back at five or seven years from now and be like, man, I'm so grateful that I had these people, places, and things at my arm's it's length. huge, man. Right? You got to check your circle. Yeah, it's everything. That's, that's one of the reasons I'm so excited for circle season one, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kicking off February 2nd and it's going to, it's, I think that that is the, the blood of prime. That's 100%. everything. Heart and soul. Like man. it is, it is, that is where you're going to find your community. That's where you're really going to find that belonging on a deeper level. Absolutely. To, to me as, as you know, someone who, who gets to have the, just the benefit of doing life with prime culture, right? Um, I'm super excited for circles because what we've done as a leadership team, as a, as, as a pastoral team, um, is we've, we're investing our lives and ourselves into our circles, into our circle, our circle leaders. And what we want to do is give you guys who are part of prime culture, um, the opportunity to not just hear us talk about it, but we want to give you the opportunity to be about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you're going to hear this. You're like, man, I got to get my life together, man. I got to, I got to, I mean, right. I got to go get some new friends, right. Or maybe, th maybe this is a moment where you push pause. And you're like, no new friends. We're just chilling. <laughs> Shout out at Champagne Poppy, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Drizzy in the building. Anyway. Um, but what I'm saying is this, that, that as you hear us talk about belonging, prime culture is not just about talking about it. It's about being about it. Absolutely. And we're going to give you the resources, the opportunities, the places the people and the things that are going to bring life to you. Yeah. Right. And so circles is absolutely vital for you. Please keep an eye out. You're going to hear us talk about it all the time on our digital content. Yeah. You're going to hear us talk about it at thrive conference, yeah. which is happening January 29th through February 2nd. And as a matter of fact, circle season starts season yep. one yep. starts on February 2nd. And so what is a circle? Essentially it's a group of people coming together to do life together, to see their life be better, not just talk about it, yep. but being about it. And I believe this, I believe that there are going to be stories as we look at the end of 2020, we start going into 2020, 21, um, that we're going to hear stories of people finding life change yep. in their, in their new circles. I'm going to be bold enough to say they're going to find their spouse, hey. a husband and a wife Everyone, listen in, up big on in that the one. right place. Yeah. Right now, you just gave me a good amen yeah, in your come car on. right He's there. Like, right? Right now, you're yeah. like, yeah, for real, like praying in the <laughs> yep. spirit. Like yep. someone, just went, someone just took a praise break <laughs> on the treadmill, right? Take 30 <laughs> seconds to praise them. Hey, go ahead and turn the, right now. You go run on 10 for Let's about go. a solid 30. Let's go. <laughs> um, but I really believe that. I believe that because I believe that the right circle will push your life forward, will bring the right fruit. You know what I'm saying? And so... Um, as, 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 as we wrap up this talk and this time with you guys, I want to remind you that you were created for belonging. You absolutely were created yeah. to belong. You were not created to have an orphan spirit. No. Jesus Christ died and rose again to make orphans sons and daughters. So good. And your part of your belonging is to the family of God. Yeah. You know, I don't want you just to say, man, I go to that church. I want you to say, I am that church. Hey. I belong there. So good. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Mark McGaffin, Cruz Ramirez here. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at This Prime Culture. Yeah. And make plans to be at Thrive by Prime. Let's Mandy go. Arango, yes, Chandler sir. Moore, Chris Durso on Friday. It's going to go off. We love Crazy. you. We thank God for you. We'll see you back here next week. Be the culture.